Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conscious Reconstruction. I almost called this another show, and that would have been crazy because why, why would I do that? But I am the host with the most, aka Tony Melbourne, aka Mr. Mary Mirror on the hook wall. This nigga's dropping shit around. It's I'm moving crazy. the keyboard away from me. Oh, yeah, that is what we talked about because we can't we have had a, that agreement. another repeat of that because I'll fight you. <laughs> I, I feel like that's fair. <sighs> I feel like if, like if he did move the keyboard, it it's only happen. funny because I almost did fight someone last night. It was a very interesting night. Interesting night. Last so why night. did you what almost happened? fight someone? Go ahead, let's talk about uh, everybody's so, here. The whole someone, gang. As far as I could, all right. Actually, Tony, you probably understand this very well. So, someone wrapped their arm around me. I told them to take their arm off of me, and then they put their arm back on me. And for as far as I'm concerned, that's an aggressive action. <laughs> they did not perceive that to be aggressive action. Well, get the fuck off. Well, I told you stop touching <laughs> it. It's just like, I said, I said, no, I don't care what you think. Put your hand down back by your side. It's just like, and then he put it there, and then my hand was on the throat. It's just like, no, no, no. It's just like, I'll hit you in the face. I will hurt you. I will leave you laying in the middle of, I will leave you laying inside the middle of the street in Ohio City. Was that a friend? Man. What happened to that? Was that one of the group mates? Oh, yeah, it was one of the group mates, but it's another group. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. it I like, knew it. Uh-huh. I don't care. I know which one it was. Yes. you. It's very It's very obvious which one it was, because the rest of them I have 10-year-long relationships See, with. See, that's why you should have invited me. It's not my, it is not my place. to. It's. It was for <laughs> the people who were a part of the event. Yeah. So, at any event... It went crazy. He went ham, didn't he? No, it's mm. just some people Damn. don't. All right, they, they I'm a very Charles over here trying to pretend like he a whole gentle giant, but really, I am a gentle giant. It's right you, under the right, knee. I have it. various reasons why I don't like people <laughs> touching me, and it's just like I'm judicious around my. I don't necessarily like everyone in my family to touch me. Mm-hmm. So if you're just some random person, well, not really a random person, but you're not necessarily close to me, and you don't have that level of trust, don't put your don't hands do it. on me. Yeah, it's very simple. And it's just like, I will admit probably, see, that's the funny thing. It's just like, is that he assumed that was the worst thing that could possibly have happened. It's just like, you're not going to choke me before I hit you. I wasn't going to choke you. I was just going to clap your Adam's apple. And then I didn't. It's just like, oh, that's no good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you don't understand. You almost died. But you got to be nice to your friends. I was nice for my friends. You got to spend more time with him. I don't want to. But you're going Not to. Not always. You have to. No, I don't. In I, about a week. Oh, <laughs> he'll be there. Yeah, this nigga who he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, this like, nigga uh, said you got to be nice well, to people. Oh, uh, he's probably not going to come to a lot of the random events because he is not really the same type of friend that I am. He's going to go to the wedding. Yeah, and the reception. Married. My best friend. Okay. So I'm the I am the best man. I got he gave me a I got a flask and like four shot four mobile shot cups. Oh, cool. So so we can get hurt wherever. I'm gonna fill it up. Are you DJing too, or just the best? No, I'm not DJing. They pay. They're playing '90s music. I'm very disappointed in them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just. You should be ashamed of yourselves. (laughs) 
<laughs> you gonna tell somebody you should be ashamed of themselves? Because Charles, you crazy. Well, it's like you got three <laughs> decades worth of music to play since you've been alive, and you picked possibly the ones that they are gonna pick the worst stuff from. That because is. like people venerate the '90s in terms of music, but it's like the music that you're gonna play for the crowd that you're in is not the music that I that anybody wants to hear from the '90s, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, see, that's why I, ain't, I don't know if I could have a wedding for real. That just gave me anxiety thinking about what music to play. Oh, I'm done. Uh, I'm not doing that shit. Well, you you know, Stan, Stan, because uh, you were around that area for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like between me and him, we were like when I did his wedding, we did an entire themed set list that was completely and totally themed around like. You, I can't do it. What if I marry somebody just not musically inclined? If I marry a black person and they just want to hear nigga music all night. They're both I'm black. not having a wedding. They're both people with black. I'm Why not doing it. Why would you choose someone who doesn't <laughs> match you on a musical level? That's, that's so, something that's don't, important don't, to you. Because that's like, that's like trivial, ain't it? No, but it's important to you. But why would I be like, oh, we can't do this? Your music taste is too wack. I mean, it's probably not going to be a well, reason. Your music taste can be wack, but what if it's, all right, your music taste is wack, and you not willing to go, like, broaden your horizon or, like, let me show you dope shit. You just like, nah, this ain't Gucci <laughs> from 07. <laughs> so okay, but even it. if, all right, just say, just he okay with the music shit. But then you got to realize, like, that's just one person. His family could be a totally different thing. Like, why you don't want to hear these niggas. This I don't, is my wedding. You see why I don't want to do it? Like, well, I no, can't do this. Like, I'm done. I'm not even I'm thinking about my this. playlist for my wedding. Because it's just one big-ass party. Me. Oh, yeah, it's a big-ass party that and I'm just I know like, how I to curate better than any of y'all lame people. I don't want to do it. That just gave, uh, dude. Dude, I, shout I already out to know how to treat weddings, people. I don't want to do it's that. It's like modern-day artists have given us such wonderful tools for tricking old people that the, that they're listening to music that was back in the day. Like, I remember going to, uh, out ch- playing uh stuff from, playing Redbone and stuff from the most recent Childish Gambino album before the summertime thing. It's yeah. just like, ah, oh, I used to listen to this back in, back in the day. You ain't listening to shit back in the day. No, I'm not playing Redbone either. No, I'm not tricking nobody. I'm playing what I want to play. I'm not having a set list that doesn't accommodate me fully. Uh, I don't know. This is not a party. Oh, y'all are confused, Tony. <laughs> this the fuck is it a business meeting? Nigga? A celebration. I'm gonna tell you ahead of time of me and my wife, and y'all are here to celebrate that. So we go listen to the music that we want to listen to. I might to. end up going to a Masego concert without you. Where is that at? Uh, it's wait, what? <laughs> you not gonna trick me? I don't. I can find out where a Masego concert is. I don't there was need one you up in Detroit, and then we might end up going over to Pennsylvania. Where is that? What is that? Oh, I don't remember. I had to talk to Raheem because he wanted to go see Masego up in Detroit. When I go see Masego. Uh, I just figured Tony would take offense if I didn't say anything anything before well, him because he introduced me to Masego. It's just like I feel like I go. I would. It's also just partly my sheer desperation to go to a concert. Yeah, I just I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> September 18th and the 19th. Well, no. That's, let me see. It only says two events. I don't see a Chicago one. It's not Chicago. Detroit, I mean. The the Detroit one has already happened. So we're going to we were we're that's why I said <laughs> Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. I do believe. 
Maybe Pittsburgh. But. Because I think Raheem went last weekend. I, I think I would. Yo. Somebody else got to pay for it. I'm not paying my money. There's a lot of things I would do that I wouldn't pay my money for. I mean, say go one of those things. Oh. Yeah, somebody got to be like, Ash, can I take you to go see them say your concert? Yes. If you were like, Ash, can I go see somebody I else? Like, like the tickets are going to cost me an arm and a leg. I think it'll just be fun to see him perform live. I don't know none of his music, but I really, I enjoy, I don't say I really enjoy live music, but I enjoy live music, like real drums and shit. <laughs> and uh-huh. Plus he not bad to listen to. I mean, so it really, it, but there are certain things like rap concerts are very, very hit or miss live for me because sound balancing is such a functional and important thing for rap. And then the, my thing is, it's not, I don't know, like I said, me going, going to a Maxwell concert was my first hip hop concert. No, it wasn't. Our Future was my first hip hop concert. But what they do is just they play the tracks and then they just yell random <laughs> lyrics. That can only work for say, like a Kendrick concert. I don't know if you can just be moshing like that. Now a Tyler concert, we was definitely moshing. At a Maxwell concert, they was definitely moshing. So <laughs> I just don't know if I could just hear that and then them type of artists. So it really depends on the artist. And the funny thing is, Tyler Creator actually performs the entire album now because he can. But yeah, so he'd be performing for last album. Like, and I like that type thing. of hypery. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But it's like, uh, like I could go to a Wu Tang concert. That would be fun. I go to a Wu Tang concert. But that's also like there's so many of yeah. there's so many of them. There's, there's it's so many of them like, motherfuckers. But the funny thing is, you can't perform all the, a lot of the songs that I have a lot that are the most fun because ODB is dead. So you know the thing in Philadelphia is a festival, right? Is it? Yes. I'm looking at it right now. Damn. S'more Fest. I can't do I guess it's a night. I don't know, nigga. Mm. It's August 28th. I don't know. It mm. depends upon if they did it like Lollapalooza. It can put. It can be done. They're going to require either a negative COVID test or your COVID vaccination card. But. I don't know. A wedding sounds really, uh, <laughs> going back to that. A wedding sounds hella too much to be entertaining people and looking at them like, you look so beautiful. The entire Go church away. thing is, I'm not necessarily super into the after party I'm down with but I don't uh, like the church part of it seems like the least entertaining part that's I don't know if I'm nothing to do with that that's like way crazy no what? I don't think so like uh I'm looking at this Morris fest <laughs> and who's on the set list who on there it's Masego L. Hay which I know Abby Jasmine I don't know her John Vinyl I don't know him Vino French, DJ Active, Sean Smith, I don't know who he is, James Weldon, Arthur Thomas, and the Funkatorium, <laughs> NGR Rose, Reven, R E V N, Jacqueline Constance, James Allen, DJ Naz, Joe, Derek Juwan, DJ. Taj, and it's like a hundred bucks for a ticket, and I'm like, ah. Well, I mean, it's 
I don't it's, care about knowing in this festival outside of Masego that I really wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for a Masego concert. That's at a festival. Like that's it's yeah, not gonna be a good The biggest concert. thing is just like there's multiple stages. That means hopefully you can find something on the stage that you're necessarily down with. I like El Hey, but other than that, like So that means you're paying what would you pay fifty dollars for El Hey and a fifty dollars for a Masego dude? No. So it's like you you're pretty much hoping that you got one more person in there that you're down with. And, and you pro- don't because you probably pay thirty bucks for a ticket. But you're not paying fifty bucks for either of those tickets. No. But uh um but you know who isn't paying for things? Frito Lay. Oh Tony, why don't you tell us about this? No, I don't want to, it's not how I was not how I was. see you just trans- <laughs> you, don't transition me. You talk about it. You read the the intro. Don't transition me. Oh, that's not how I transition into stuff. So you go ahead and talk about it. Don't transition me. How <laughs> you just transition me? Don't just change my topic. Because you were sitting there. Nah, I was not looking, talking. I was looking at something. Y'all can talk. Oh, Y'all so can make up conversation. Crazy. <laughs> hey, don't transition me. I had a whole transition to ask about how work was going and everything like that, and the part of your work situations into talking about this man going to work, but you that stepped all over and trampled that. You can't be patient. Uh, That's crazy. We have How silence. you come late and then want to be rushing a nigga? It's Is that a bitch? I want to go to sleep. Nigga, so don't come late then. You gonna rush? You you got off at seven thirty. Say I'll be there. I'll be right there. Hour and some change later. That is not right there. That means you rested your doggies. You let your toes rest. Yeah, my toes needed some rest. Hey, hey. I've walked like five miles. Well, I've walked more than five miles. Walking is good. That's what you want to do. You want to drink and walk. And then have to go to work the next day. Whose fault is that? Jordan played a whole basketball game, ran up and down the court, hungover. So? Talking about the flu. I'm not hungover. So then you should be fine. I've just been at work for a while. Nah. Nah, nah. He using that as an excuse, guys. But he gonna step on my. But it's fine. We can talk about Frito Lay being despicable as a company and electrocuting people, and then I wanted to pay for them. Yeah, they've been on some trash for a while. There's also a strike because they said that if people die while they're working, you just got to keep working. <laughs> put them up on some strings. <laughs> I mean, no, that's why they put them on strike. Like in Kansas, I want to say. Ooh. Yeah, they've been on strike. Well, I think the strike is over. The strike is over now, but before they said that they had to keep working when one of the employees fell out and died, they were instructed to keep working. Um, There's an issue here. People are just falling over and dying. I'm not going to keep doing it. What he did is the thing that I'm doing. If I keep doing the thing that he did, I see the result. <laughs> well, they were working them like 80 hours a week. Ooh. Hence, I see the result. <laughs> it's right there. I don't want to die for your leg, nigga. Doritos, Fritos, oh and Cheetos. Oh, my God, though. And Pepsi. I'm not trying to die at the Frito-Lay plant. I can't go out like that. I'm haunting like everybody. We paying you not enough to die. You ever had companies... Uh, Y'all have all had like regular nine to fives, right? Yes. You ever hurt yourself on a comp- at, at the job? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I rolled my ankle know. at the mailroom one time. Did you tell anybody? Or? Yeah. I was like, bitch, I'm not coming in. I can't walk. Are you sure you just can't <laughs> wrap it up? Polly, I'll talk to you later, all right? Just <laughs> get from my shift. 
what are you talking about, bitch? I don't want to walk. I can't. It hurts so bad. And then they oh. offer to like send you to the doctor to get it looked at or anything? No. no they, don't, they don't want to. They don't want you to create a document trail ever. So that means whenever you get injured at your job, you should actually go. There was nothing. It was damn. Are you sure? <sighs> yes, I am sure, bitch. I'm here a lot of the time. And then go to there, and it's just like go to the hospital. Be like, this is what happened. This is the doctor. I wouldn't. I, I can't say like I was one of those employees that showed up and had a hundred percent attendance. Nah, I call off real quick. <laughs> do not play that fucking game. If I got to sit there in the bed that day and do one of these. Calling off. <laughs> if, if you start to get eight hours, breath, yeah, like off. if you just get one of those, I can't get out of bed. There's nothing motivating me to get out of bed. I don't care if I got vacation time. Can I sacrifice eight hours? Can I say I'm coming in a little bit later? <laughs> I'm thinking of all the ways I could just not do eight hours today. Mm. And I was real good on that. Like I came in late, not a lot of the times, but like 11:02. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 11:05. Some 11:15s. Like, no, I can't say, like, I was a model employee with attendance. I've never been that, and I would never be that. It's never going to happen for another company. <laughs> for my company, sure. For other niggas, not so much. Well, technically, your your attendance is always model because you set your attendance model. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm so great with getting here on time. You said you were going to be doing stuff at 11 o'clock, mommy. Why aren't you doing stuff at 11 o'clock? Shut up, kid. <laughs> You said, yeah, that's her shit. You said, shut up. <laughs> you know, I think it's, so I've been a manager at a bigger corporation. Yep. And the way we handle things, I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to be all caring and figure out what's wrong with you and be like sympathetic because realistically, I walk you down to somebody else <laughs> that actually deals with the other side of this. That is then going to tell you, no, go back to work. Do you got sick time? Do you got any vacation? Um, well, I don't know what you're going to do. Did this happen at work? Woo. Did it happen at work? Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, but I don't have to ask none of those questions. Oh, we got to do some documentation. Oh, man, mystically showed up. You're fired now. I have no clue why. All I do is document um what they said the incident was, and then somebody else does all that other stuff. So I get to, it's like good cop, bad cop. Uh, and man. I got to be good cop, Speaking so that was which, cool. Some girl took a wild spill at the bar last night. It's always a thing. I don't know how that was speaking of which. Oh, someone falling. We weren't talking about anyone falling. What are you talking yeah, you about? Were. No, we weren't. Someone getting hurt at work. We were, that was not talking about someone falling. She worked at the bar. Speaking of which, this nigga's segways are crazy. <laughs> What's up with him? Get your man. No. Yeah, get him. Get you out your phone and get here. your man. Hey, I, I love you here. You this got is all great. crazy ass glasses. What's going this on? It was a, it's a wild ass night. I'm that, and I'm also very short on sleep, Tony. My homie, These Lucy. sound like all personal decisions. Mm, went to work at nine. <laughs> looked my, down like, it is my fault. Or but nah. This is the person that you got. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's just like, this sounds like personal effect decisions. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. But this right. is who I am today. Hey. Loopy. Yeah, we're not worried about that bitch. We're talking about Frito Lay, man, and them also stalking him. 
Would you? Uh, how would you feel if your company stalked you? I don't work for any company, so don't care. What if your con the guy that you get contracted from? What if he started stalking you? Well, he's not gonna do that. I mean, <laughs> but what if he did? Oh, that'd be a very interesting thing because I don't know what you're gonna do. You're just gonna sit out here and look at my car. That's a grotesque waste of time. He ain't got money to be paying nobody to watch me. No, he gonna so, do it himself. Yeah, that's the that's the primary difference between him and this. Frito Lay paid somebody else to do it. Uh, there, and while they were still making millions of dollars, he's actively not making money to watch me. No, he gonna assign you jobs and then watch you complete them. That's what the time he's gonna stalk you is when he sends you to that's do That's basically something. someone monitoring you and making sure I'm doing my job. I don't care. I always do my job. Even if he don't tell you that he's doing it, I don't care. Almost every single job in the world stalks you. Mm. If they have cameras on campus, someone can be I watching. But them. that's not stalking. I feel like that's them acknowledging, hey, you're on camera. Like there's big ass signs that say you're being recorded. Someone being behind the corner watching me while I'm working is a little weird. Oh, no one's gonna be over my no one's gonna be over my shoulder while I'm working. Yeah, no, like no. Let's say you go to the company to work and you're doing something there, and then because you got to go into the building, and then he come into the building and it's just like in a different area. Yeah, like he five steps you. back. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, just where you go, I go. Yeah, <laughs> like as a person, as both based on the fact that we both work, it's the amount of work that we do is what gets us paid, and for the most part, he works for a flat amount. He's not gonna do that. It, every single company I've worked for has like the the most stalky thing that I have is probably working inside a fast food restaurant, and it's just like, I mean, if that's what you want, what are do, they doing? Oh, sitting there watching how you do stuff. They do it all the time. It's just like, oh, you're putting too many fries in that container. It's just like you, you know, I had to have one or really? Like, yeah, they do. That is, I've never worked in a fast food restaurant. They'll just stand so next to you. No That's where they do that. the most micromanaging types of stuff. It's out of food service. But they don't be often, often. Fries. Yeah, like they'll be what? like this temperature wrong, or you supposed to microwave for this. Like they'll just randomly test you on weird shit. How many patties was put in here? What's supposed to go in here? Yeah, no, I've been there. But so, it's only happened when the general manager might just make a pop up. <laughs> Other than that, so I've seen that. Everything is weird. How much niggas that are like higher up in companies be pretending that they love a company? Like, I ever run into like a regional manager? Mm-hmm. Uh, that nigga swear he love and live and die for the company. Swear by it. Yeah, like the way he just speak it. He's like, man, you know, we be doing this. He be talking about all the new stuff that's coming. I was like. <laughs> I think I called Where's your life? His name was Aaron I think I called Aaron out for that I'm like Aaron You don't believe shit Coming out your mouth He's like yeah I really do He ain't never looked at me The same after that I forgot what we was doing I don't even know Why I said that That was probably Really bad to say that Oh because it's like like, Because he doesn't And it's just part Because I No one loves their job That much They That's just a part of their job And I never Who was his brother Yeah Joe He had Joe It's just like they really love this company. No, that's just a part of their job. Damn, I forgot all to about sell him man. the company. Yeah, because he was always coming in with the the girl that was selling shit. They was like, yeah, I was maintaining the uh, account. But I don't know why it's their job to sell you on the company if you're in the company. Because job retention, retaining someone for a job is very important because it costs money to hire someone new. Well, yeah, no, I understand that, but I guess. 
for me making it sound like you drank the kool-aid and that now i have to drink the kool-aid doesn't want me doesn't make me feel like i want to stay here and then oh, there's like, like a very different type of person well, though i guess like i'll give an example of where i somewhere i used to work progressive another big company they did a lot of things that made me like consider staying there outside of me literally hating the job like they didn't really like do a whole lot of kool-aid drinking like conversation you just made the job actually happy to be in it was cool but like so like in the winter time um they just randomly ordered from uh some catering company out here like a little hot chocolate and uh s'mores bar so while you're on your break or between calls or whatever, you can go and get you a little hot chocolate. And the shit was some of the best hot chocolate I've ever had in my life. And yes. I love hot chocolate. And that they shit was do quick. things that legitimately make you happy and make yeah, you, you like, want to be like, like yeah, be that. that actually builds camaraderie. Uh, camaraderie and reduces turnover and stops you from having to hire new people. You niggas trying to convince me that this is a good place it's it's like you are trying to convince me that this is a good place because that's what they're trying to do because they're trying they're to convince themselves that this is a good place that's, I don't think so they, they want to try their convincing with other you know, people a lot of those managers it's just like they be sitting there saying that what happened to Jim oh he got a new job and he fucking bounced he nah. gone yeah. I thought you loved it there fuck that place for real I ain't that place that like- was just a part of my job <clears throat> you're always supposed to be a spokesperson for the company because you're inside the middle management because your position don't exist without people being underneath you. I mean, but that's <laughs> just like, so you got to keep that's them there. That's a misnomer. <laughs> like, sure, my position doesn't exist without people being under me. But these niggas not going nowhere. I might go somewhere. Even these niggas are still going to stay. You could get rid of middle management and all you're going to have is your higher level people doing the middling tasks, they're going to get irritated with it, and then y'all going to bring middle managers back in again because you're going to be like, well, these are two menial tasks for us senior-level people to be focusing on their day-to-day functions. We need an entity that does that, and then you're going to bring middle management back. That's literally the cycle in business of what happens to middle management. They have middle management. They, mm, where can we save some money? These niggas, because all they're doing is telling these niggas what to do. They know what to do. They know what their job is. So then we get rid of middle management. Works fine for a while until the job turnover gets bad. Yeah, but they were like, all right, we got to do this. And yeah, so it's it's dumb. Yeah. I mean, but that's the reason why you got to sell people on being being, you're happy here. You are happy here, despite the fact that when you opened up the door, you got electrocuted. (laughs) That nigga is not happy. I've never had to be on the receiving end of any uh, medical care from a hospital or a job. Uh, I've never received it. Or any like, well, I mean, unless you count the military. What? Oh, they don't care about your overall happiness. They got you on contract, bitch. No, I mean, but like, on in terms of like, getting care from somewhere like a job, I, I guess you could say the military. But outside of that, like injuring myself at work, no. Oh, you know who did injure themselves at work? Who? Marcus. I had this nigga come into the job early with me. We get there at six o'clock in the morning. By six fifteen, this nigga has somehow smashed his whole finger <laughs> with a brick. And now I had to go to the hospital. But what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Six fifteen. Like what? How? <laughs> yeah, just by pinch it in between. 
Oh, because no. you were probably picking it up. You probably had your things down. You tried to, you set it down. You didn't get your pinky out the way. It wasn't his pinky. What was it? <laughs> it's, it's oh, weird. Same thing. But my nigga, why don't you know how to put bricks at all? He's probably never actually had, has he ever actually worked with bricks before? I understand this sounds like these are all simple things, but you have to understand not everybody's you, Tony. Not everybody's you. Oh, he hit you with your shit. Oh, (laughs) my God. It was at Home Depot. I feel like everybody should understand how to live patio stones. Most people, people, not everybody who works at Home Depot knows where where the stuff at Home Depot is. I feel like you should just have a basic, like... Understanding of how to... Yeah, this nigga... Then, or... I've been around some crazy situations another time when like people had to get drug tested at work. This is some crazy shit too. Um, one guy, he wrapped his pallet at the job, did a shitty job of wrapping it, but then he couldn't get it up. And so he asked Monroe to put it up. Monroe didn't really pay attention to the wrap and said, sure, because Monroe's a better driver. So Monroe just, and when I say didn't pay attention to wrapping, like he didn't even look and notice that it was a shitty wrap. Mm. Not like he noticed, it was like, nah, I got this. He just actually didn't notice. So gets under, starts to put it up, whole shit comes tumbling down. It's five gallons of paint, whole aisle covered in paint. Now he's the one I got to get drug tested. He ain't the one that wrapped us up, but since the shitty rap fell over, <laughs> he didn't want to know I get drug tested. He also smoked weed. That was such a fucked up situation. He was so mad. Man. He was hot. You know, I failed and passed a drug test for a job. Yeah. Back, no, no, I passed and failed. Yeah, I know it's both possible. You can be below the threshold, but you can still have marijuana and just, or drugs in your system so that means you can fail well I wasn't below the threshold they said I didn't have any drugs so one day they called me said hey pass your drug test you'll start on this day I said alright cool they called me a week later hey you failed your drug test we don't know why we we're not sure because we said you passed and we hired you but now you failed and I didn't take different drug tests it was the same one then they said I failed it and I couldn't have my job back but I could reapply in 30 days I was like, okay. So did I pass or fail the director? They're like, we're not sure. So you just take it again in 30 days and uh, you can reapply. Okay. So yeah, no, I passed and failed the drug test. And Oh, it just sounds like they lost your paperwork. I don't know. They hired me and then told me I was fired, but not really fired, <laughs> but they told me I was unhired, which I guess wasn't being fired because I never really started. And hey, you just you can't start now. It's a weird situation. But prayers to Brandon and his family. Frito Lay's sent out a statement that no one believes. I'm not going to read it because it sounds like lies. Uh, Well, you got people dying inside of your (laughs) your place of work, and you tell them keep going. I mean, I could just hear the crack of the whip from here. (laughs) You know what that reminds me of? Snow Dogs. The movie. Yeah, like the Alaskan snow dogs that you would like that much, like Balto. Oh, I was talking about the movie Snow Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about like a Alaskan like like husky, husky or some husky, shit. Yeah, dogs that you like ride and mush with. Yeah, mush. Yeah. I mean, you got a mush dog, don't you? Yeah, he got a mush yeah. dog. I That dog would probably. That like, dopey ass nigga. He would also nigga. enjoy running, doing your running, but also that nigga would not listen to save nobody's life. He would listen to me. He wouldn't listen to no one else. It's just like, <laughs> why are you just running to the left, dude? Why are you, like, we need to go this way. 
I saw something over there that I'm more interested in. Oh, I wonder if they got that up here since it's snow. I'm gonna look that up for winter activity. Dog, just, we, just first drag things first. Me. We haven't had enough snow to. You have to understand. We had like over my nieces and nephews' lifespan, they have not seen enough snow in Cleveland to be able to go sledding. But see, I I was looking at an article the other day. We have a whole mountain bike arena. Like you could go and practice mountain biking inside of this trail and it's for like hardcore mountain bikers i didn't even know that was a sport yeah. but it looked helly fun i'm like hmm but that just made me think about like it's shit to do here is just where are where's your imagination to look for it there's a lot of things here there's a lot of things that's not but now i'm just thinking like we got a lot of shit up here that i haven't tapped into i've gone to a downhill my dad knew somebody who did competitive downhill bike racing for, with mountain bikes yeah That's, but you would never think we had like an arena like to practice it in like they got novice up to like skilled niggas like i was like oh my i don't know if i want to go though oh uh, i have a lot of random errand experiences inside of cleveland it's just like i know shit's here y'all yeah, like, i live uh, right around the corner from a curly place hmm. y'all got a lot of rage i guess the machine <laughs> I hate you. I hate everything you're about right now. But uh, yeah, I guess. I'm gonna say Charles has a lot of rage as well. Teddy has a lot of rage. Would y'all like to? Would y'all ever go to a rage room? Oh, the break stuff. Rizza has like an entire room just dedicated to ends at his house, just breaking glass to get rid of rage. Yeah. (laughs) When I'm angry, I just take my hammer and go into the forest and beat up a tree. Really? I'm dead ass. I started Why reading about up trees. <laughs> we need I those. asked beforehand, is it okay to hit you? Have at it. So I usually hit the ones that might be. What would you do with the tree that said down. no? Find another one. <laughs> you would find the, the big one. You about to run into is just like. You ain't the only nigga out here. Hold on, let's get this straight. You ain't the only motherfucker out here. Don't hit Sally. Don't eat any of these trees. It could be those big ass tree stumps that just fall and clearly no one ever picked them up. I fuck up trees when I'm upset and I will smack the fuck out of a brick with my hammer. It's a whole ass hammer in my car, right? What? Mom was like, why you got a hammer right here? Because I'd be angry <laughs> and it needs to come out. Okay, so you would do a rage room. So you think it's therapeutic to like. Yeah, because I'm not like, I'm not like you where you call it out right then and there. I might let some shit fast and then be all fucked up after it accumulate. So I need a way to get it out pretty fast. I mean, when it gets to a point, I need a way to get it out. Oh, there are different levels of rage. It was very interesting. Would you go to a rage room? Oh, uh, I already. I just need to go to a punching bag. I guess that's considered to be a rage room. I just need to go to a punching bag. So no, you yeah. wouldn't go. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm indifferent. Meets, uh, breaking shit, be, punching a punching bag, all the same to me. Oh, nah, it ain't the same to me. Nigga, if I can break some shit, <clears throat> I'm gonna break some stuff. Oh, uh, yep. I smack the fuck out of tree till all the bark come off. <laughs> <laughs> It feels nice. <laughs> There's a rage room in Akron. Really? Mm-hmm. They got an archery place in Akron, too, and I need to do that before summer's up. I'm down for doing archery. Oh, let's go. Sure. And then you can rent out the thingy me things, and then they teach you how to use it. I'm about to say something that's about to let on the fact that I was extremely privileged. I learned how to shoot a bow and arrow inside of, like, sixth grade Aww. because we, cause we went to summer camp. I've been wanting to do this for so long. And then I'm like, you've been doing everything else, Ash. Can we please make this a reality? Because my ultimate fantasy is to ride on a horse and shoot a target like an Indian. <laughs> so Inside gonna, my head. Are you going to work on that? 
Is that going to be like something you actually like? Yeah, because I've been wanting to do it for so long. I want to do Zen archery. Yeah, I wanted to do the gun thing, but that kind of felt, when that fell through, I could have did that myself. But I'm just like, yeah, I lost my lust for that. Then I was like, well, what do you really want to do again? I'm like, I want to shoot this bow and arrow. I'm going to shoot somebody that's going to be very skilled. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I want to be a skilled killer. <laughs> uh, I want to build this up like, in my head. You're going to be like, oh, someone tried to do a drive-by. You shot him with a bow and arrow? Bro, I'm trying to throw knives. I remember the first time I knew I wanted to throw knives. So my ex used to be like, he was in the army and he loved like knives and BB guns and shit. He was only 17. So of course he couldn't have real guns yet. But I started learning how to throw knives with him. I ain't never been the same since. <laughs> oh. I prefer actual, I prefer skilled self-defense methods. Yeah, me too. I'll I shoot a nigga like... in the face, but also, you know, this is fine. <laughs> oh no, skilled self-defense methods, stuff like throwing knives, stuff yeah. like throwing arrows, I want to do that. Like that. The people of Afghanistan should have learned some of those skilled uh, self-defense methods. Actually, well, this, mm, this story has developed more. Because as of now, now there's a actual uprising of the people who are trying to push the Taliban out. So. How's it going? Eh, it hasn't gotten bloody yet. So they're not serious. Eh, it's one of those things where the, the Taliban is inside of a very precarious situation because Ideally, they would probably just go out there and use armed suppression to do it. But if they do that, that means that's grounds for that pretty much validates what everyone said about the Taliban. So it's thus if they go do that, then they're screwed. But it's like you're not ruling anything if the people don't listen to you. Why are they screwed if they just validate what people said about them? Oh, because that means that gives it that gives every single country that's withdrawing currently the valid reason to reinvade and uh, remove. No, why stay in. though? Why? 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 It has nothing to do with us. It's not our country. Oh. Like, that's, that's what money? I want Like, why though? No. Yeah, we're, no, we're wasting money. We're spending a lot of money. Oh, no, 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 no. What you, what you don't understand is we're spending our tax dollars, but our tax dollars get invested inside the military, military industrial complex. Oh, I understand that. I understand so that. So what by saying money is the people with money want us to send our the government's money over to them. So money. And there are people who kind of bribe people for policy. So that's why I'm happy Biden is like, no, nah, we're not doing that. And even when it looked chaotic, he was still saying no. Mm, I mean, what was he saying no to? Oh, not just going out. back into Afghanistan. Oh, he said back. we will help all of our allies within Afghanistan get out, but we're not going back. Going He's to there. camp out there any longer. He said we're not oh, doing that no more. We're done. Okay. We're done with that. <laughs> it's just like. A lot of people were super upset because it's just like, oh, this is the biggest failure of an American president so far. It's just like, not really. I mean, it's been a failure since we got there, technically. We didn't really do anything. We didn't beat terror. <laughs> it was ultimately a superfluous war to begin with. We can't beat terror. Exactly. Also, it's just like... That's like beating happiness. 
damn, what? I just realized that I was 10 when that happened. Yeah. Wow, 20 years, that's before my time. No, bitch, it was happening during your time. I'm sitting here really like, I mean, it's just more so just being around for two decades. Yeah. This shit happened when I was eating Cocoa Puffs in front of the TV. What? Yeah, it's just like, we just been out here. It's just, just been like, out there chilling since I was 10. Like super upset because it's just like we said this was going to happen when they proposed it. And it's just like, well, we negotiated this as a country. And the funny thing, even though it's an elected position, you can't, even though our country, like our country accepted these terms. So we can't back out of these now because it's a country thing. It's not like by the president. So I was like, just because one president agreed to it doesn't mean as a country we agreed like if one one if one uh if if one one group of elected officials agrees to something it like the next group of elected officials do have to hold that up it's not like it's like suddenly like oh nah we didn't say that we elected this person to speak for us and that's what they said we wanted so we're mm-hmm. with that decision also it's It'll save us so much money on military spending. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I just, I don't care about them uh, <clears throat> pulling out. I don't think it's an issue. How much do you know? How much have you heard about this? Or, Nothing. No? I just know that Taliban came up in the news again. I'm like, dang, what Ooh, year I is it? <laughs> I just, I'm like, I thought it was done with the Taliban. No. Apparently we are not. They are back in the media. And our old boy, the origin chief, said we had defeated the Taliban and we get to leave now. And Biden's like, well, it was negotiated. So. This is yeah. a question. Why would we really be over there? Like, what is the gain of just oh, standing in these oil. countries for so long? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the entire reason why we invaded the Middle East for the most part. People were, they were very upset when the Iraqis set it, set their oil stuff afire. They were like, no. Mm. I still want to go to Iraq, though. They have those things called cigarettes. So I'm not afraid to go for real. Not now. Oh. Well, but eventually. I mean, we're, as of right now, as a country, I think we're not allowed. Yeah, we're not allowed to go to so many places. Because, well, there were some airstrikes that happened. Some people died. We just be doing a lot of shit for no reason. It's just like, and then people are kind of upset. It's just, I mean, in general, that's the thing. Is like people are left until they're not left. And it's very odd to me because it's like the leftist thing to do is we should leave other countries alone. Yeah. I mean, we should try and help them inside of their way, but we shouldn't dictate the way that we do help them in terms of like, that's what I was about to ask. I don't know if we should help well, should any help of these them. countries. They were fine with us. I'm pretty sure they'll well, be fine without us. They're fine see, without us. See that that's the thing. Everyone uses the term help in terms of we should be there. No, no, no. Like, say if they need some humanitarian aid or something like that, we should send that to them and allow them to dictate that. Because we have and they don't. But that's we so have arrogant and missing girls. This is also true. Why don't but, we use what we was going to use, the resources, because that, that realistically tends amounts to dollars. 
however you sort it out, just send that over there. It's dollars. Put those dollars fighting our own problems. Why are we just giving away shit when we have our I own mean, problems? We can, it, that's the ultimate thing of, is like we can do more than one thing at a time. We can't, obviously, because none of these things are getting solved. And it's because we keep trying to do multiple things at once. Well, one, well, first things first, arguably, there's one problem that is, all right, we're going to be real about it. We don't care about some of the problems. Yeah. So, so why do we care about like, other countries' problems, I guess, is my thing. Because it's supposed to be the humane thing to do. It's like, as it stands, <laughs> like, we have people who Our actions pay. don't match. We have <laughs> people who we pay who are supposed to do these jobs. Now, do the street-level bureaucrats actually hold them accountable and force them to do these jobs? We have entire units in the police who are addicted, who their entire purpose is to find missing persons. They just don't find them. Which indicates that there's a, a greater problem, right? Uh, there, it, no, it just demonstrates they're ill-equipped to do their job. Which is a problem, right? Yeah, then we got to train them. Yeah, so that's a greater problem. So put, put more of those dollars instead of to this humanitarian shit into training. There's always going to be a way that you can tell me how they're not fulfilling what they need to be doing. And that is the problem. That well, is inherently the problem. We need to get rid of them. We need to create something new. There's lots of things that we could try if we had more money. Well, that's the thing. One, there are states that refuse government aid. Two, just because you give the money to the state to do something doesn't mean that's what they're going to do with the money. So say you say we give something to... It's happening here in Ohio. Say the government's giving us money. And it's just like, and instead of giving that money to disperse COVID aid, you use it to give out tax, tax cuts to wealthy people. And then you absorb that money into, absorb that money into the budget. And that's what you that's what you chose to do with your money. So say the American government gives us money to better train our police, and then they take the then and what they do is they cut the police funding, put uh training funding, take that money, admin that to get regular police training, and then we end up right back to where we are. What they could do is um when give strong sanctions on how this money can and can't be utilized and then to do what they normally do when they want something to happen with the states that the states don't really want to happen threaten to pull federal funding from different programs and, and then usually the states could be like yeah, actually you know it's a lot of money we'll, we'll, we'll play ball uh, sometimes they do and sometimes they the funny th but the funny thing about that is most of the time they do they can threaten to pull at some that threat works but it also doesn't work at the same time because for the most part you know people aren't because they've never actually pulled federal funding from the state well no they got to but so if we're talking about the hypothetical situation then you need to take the next step and then pull the funding yeah but that, because in this step, situation we're not going to other countries we're just sending them money and I'm not a, I'm opposed to that and if we're at a position where we have stopped going over to countries and are just sending them money I think we're in a position where we're a little more open-minded about things that can happen and hey we need to make this step as well we're going to force your hand it's no longer you can be a fucked up state texas you can't just keep making crazy as rules florida you can't take away all the voting rights we're going to actually enact that hey this is a country sure 
you get to govern certain things, but the things that are impact federal implications, you guys don't have any control over that anymore. Well, that will require a willingness to do so. Well, that will require to uh, the entire the entire group's willingness to do so, and there are different groups who feel different ways about that. So, some people believe that the government should should take more of a should take more broad platitudes and actually more so deal with more of the things that state and for states to actually step up, like with the voting rights law, like with uh, like with this infrastructure bill, like with a lot of this stuff, but. There are also 50 people who feel like that that's wrong. So this is where we are. Yeah, those, you got to stop listening to those 50 people. You don't have a choice. <laughs> and it's not like, and if you don't want to, if people don't want people to listen to those 50 people, then those 50 people have to be voted out. But then, like, our generation doesn't really vote, so our opinion doesn't really matter to them. I guess my thought process is the federal government should be looking for... I don't want this government to do it, so never mind. Uh (laughs) Because the way the government is now, I would hate for them to create a stronger power base in all of the states Uh because that's kind of the only thing that gives you a little separation from the federal government right now is the states but if we were talking about the state or the federal government and the hypothetical that me and Charles had it would require a responsible federal government yeah and so I'd be more inclined to allow them the platitudes to actually do yeah because it's clearly like all right, you guys are making the right decisions and so we probably need to get everybody on the one accord to start making all of the right decisions and stuff. But it only takes one group of people or one team to fuck it up. So it's just like, do you really want to give them all that power? Because then the wrong person randomly pops up if we get like the good old adage that you get gave not too long ago. Hard times bring hard, breed strong men. Strong men bring easy times. Easy times bring weak men. We're inside of a weak men cycle. We have a bunch of weak people running a lot of stuff that have never seen hard Do times. Do y'all think hard times really breed uh, strong men? Uh, yes, in a way. Then what's wrong with black people? <laughs> That's funny. As of right now, all the people who Cause ain't this a hard time, or is this easy? And we've been having a hard time for a well, long I mean, time. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but there are also a good amount of black people who have gotten out of that in a lot of ways. But it's just one of those things where some people just tend to linger and shit longer than they probably should. Mm-hmm. My ears just started ringing. Okay, just ignore it. Oh, that's the way that I see it. Like. We, a lot of us exist inside of families and a lot of people around us exist inside of families who did step out of those types of things. Like, there, a lot of them are educated, well-paid, 
like they pretty much got to live lives that their parents actually did not get to live live and also and then generations and they a lot like my grandmother's generation they came up inside the great depression stuff like that and actually technically our parents generation is considered to be the quote-unquote weak generation because charmin soft because they're the people who kind of got us soft to the, enough for a baby's ass they're the people who got us to the point where we are now they're the people who started the stu- who took out student loans to the point where the uh schools figured out that they could jack up the prices to the point where you could not actually pay for them by just working part our jobs there's a lot of things that our parents generation did that were just dumb and fucked everything up and I don't know if I necessarily have the confidence to say the next generation gonna get it together I mean we've been learning a lot of shitty habits (laughs) I think in a lot of ways, like Gen Z and uh, millennials, we're probably uh, we're honestly more active than our parents' generation are in a lot of things. And we, what do you mean? We're, we're just, at nauseum, it seems like we're more generally educated than our parents are, or we are less, I guess, quote unquote, sheeple. We are less? Yes, we're less sheep-like than probably our parents' generation. Our parents' generation are pretty, is pretty fucking docile. Mm, I think we still pretty docile. I don't really see a whole bunch of people my age or people that's under me being. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't see a change. To be honest with you, I don't see a change in difference about what our parents did to what we different. What we doing now? I think it's the same story. Same shit, different day. I'm going to be real honest. I would say it's maybe like from, let's say, 2% of the people back in our parents' day had like a general level of self-awareness and like what was going on, Whether regardless of whether they decided to act on that or not. Mm -hmm. But that's probably about the highest percentage level of that generation that actually was self-aware. Let's say it's probably moved to maybe 10% of our generation. Well, while... In the grand scheme of things, wildly inadequate still. <laughs> yeah. But from where we were, a pretty sizable jump, I guess. It's kind of how I look at it. Like, because the three of us would probably just like have settled for traditional job roles. Mm-hmm. Like you left a comfortable job where bills were paid and things like that to do your own thing in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like your parents would have never made that decision. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, been like uh, my job, they pay. I get a check and they like me. I just get paid here. Yeah, yeah, I ain't leaving. I'm gonna be here all twenty years. If like they, if they let me. Yeah, this like you get a job, you hold it, and you work it till retirement. Uh, like I'm the person who educates the older people in my family about politics. Mm-hmm. The only other people who re- person who speaks about politics the way I speak about politics is my grandmother, but she came from a time where those politics were very important. So she is very prudent about these things. And like the beginning of our generation took on some of the ha- bad habits of the previous generation, where they are not politi- like the millennials that are about forty or so now. They're not as politically active because they came up inside that '90s era, which was it was pretty it's probably the best era that we had since the new deal like the 80s 90s that was great 
before we had the housing collapse? Well, I guess in terms of, I guess things we, what we want to see as, you know, we'll just say one of them better, like group economics amongst ourselves. We'll just say that one thing. I guess I don't see, I guess with all this education and self-awareness, is it really moving us towards where we want to see? I don't know if I'm going to see that before I pass away. I'll see that later on down the line. But even with all of that, like, okay, you got to go to school. That's cool. Got to have a degree. That's, that's That's a pretty big accomplishment. But now that we at the age where like, okay, you got your degree and everything, them niggas still ain't really did much. And I'm not talking to... They didn't really do much of anything. I don't see nothing really changing. I've been looking back at pretty, I ain't gonna say a whole bunch far back. And I still feel like we still facing the same problems. Like gender is still an issue. And and I used to think that these were all new, but really we've been arguing about the same shit for a couple of decades now. And it's not just black people, it's society as a whole. Like what does it mean to have sexual freedom? Or I don't know, what's another topic? that's coming up today that's pretty hot different kind of war sickness it's the same shit but a different day so I'm just like oh, these when are is all- the weak man period really gonna be over with It's and will I ever see it <laughs> it's <laughs> also like those aren't small topics that can be fixed inside of but it's still an issue and I'm not like, trying it's to been a, it's been an issue since like man has been a thing Right. So at what point would you just decide to say, like, should I buy into this need to be fixed and this need to be fixed and this need to be fixed? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this generation is going to fix it. I don't like I said, I'm never the one to be like, I have a lot of I have a lot of confidence in a group of people fixing something. I'll just never. It's I mean, right now, it doesn't I seem like be. you trust groups of people at nauseam, Ash. It's not that I don't trust them. It's like, how do you have three different people and then you take them to Basket Robbins and say, all right, you all agree on one ice cream and just pick one. It's too many options. Your fucking ego can't handle it. We all can't come to the same conclusion. You're not going to. We're just all different. I mean, this is kind of the reason why I say we actually do need leaders. Mm-hmm. And we need people to actually take a hold and fix some of these things. Now, it's like, as of now, we have diagnosed and we figured out a lot of these things we figured out a lot, like a lot of the problems with these things, and we've honestly figured out how we can fix a lot of these things. Like the wage gap has been diagnosed, and for the most part, we can fix it because pretty much a lot of the wage gap is when women have kids. You, the amount of money that you get for for that leave is drastically less than you need. Mm-hmm. So you're, and there's a large part of the workforce that leaves for like months at a time, and they don't get paid for that points in time. So they need better pay for those points in time. They just do. And I have no problem giving those people those aid, but like ad nauseum as a country or companies don't want to give that shit up because they, they, that hurts their bottom line. It's just like, I, as America. If I, I give that up, I'm gonna hire less women. You can, I mean, you, it, that's the reason why it requires the federal more government and forces and you kind of need to force like I'm going to hit that bare minimum but I'm not going to go anywhere higher than that uh, I mean it's one of those <clears throat> if they do that they that's not 
I wouldn't say that's the primary issue inside of like. I mean, that's the that is the wonderful thing about stuff like universal healthcare and shit like that. If healthcare, if universal healthcare were to pay the women to do the things and just tax the companies, it doesn't matter whether or not you hire women or hire men. You're paying them anyway because it's coming out your pocket. So even if they don't work for you, you're still paying them. So you might as well hire them. No. Why? Because if I hire a man, um. Let's say you get married. Yep. You're going to be here at work still. Let's say you have a baby. You're going to be here at work still. I don't have to really account for life events with you. The same way I do as with Well, I think you should get the same amount of paternity leave as you get paternity leave. Like, that's something that... That would change a lot of the things because then now I have to look at both candidates like an equal party. Because, sure, you can change all those policies. I'm just going to stop hiring women. I hire the bare minimum that y'all tell me to, but if they become more of a liability to my company because all those things should sound great for them. Sounds like I have a missing employee that I have to replace or cover for. Why? For, why I, like, I get it. And that's actually bizarrely that's something that Amazon has done at the mid level, like when you are middle management. Like my cousin, my my cousin, he literally got like ten weeks. I think 10 or 12 weeks worth of paternity leave. Okay, no, you get a good amount of time. And it's just like, that's about the same amount that women get. Well, I think it's the exact same amount of time that women get. So I mean, as of that point, for that circumstance, it's just like, if we hire men and we hire women, they're going to be gone. They're going to take all the, they're going to take all the leave that they can get. But only for middle management. But only for middle management. Sorry, not for regular hourly people. Yeah, because regular hourly, you do not, if you're a man, you do not get that at all. But like, I don't want you to go to Amazon as a guy and be like, hey, but I heard on this show, mm, mm. you have to be a manager for that. But so. it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, so at that functional level, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, at that so, level, then no. I mean, the, the rights, the, it, they also have to be equal, ubiquitously. Now, so when one side gets something, the other side has to get it, and it, have to, and it has to be net neutral. Do you know what misandry is? Misandry? Mm-hmm. No. It's the opposite of misogyny. So it's the hate of um, men. men and masculinity and male things. And me and Charles talked about that on the episode that you weren't here. And I guess I want to ask your perspective. But how do you think... We talked about the fem- or feminism and how some of it kind of seems like it's skewing towards misandry and like hating men and feeling like they have to be pushed down and inferior. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know what you thought about that. Well, it's true. They don't really tell you how to be more of a feminine woman. They don't never preach about how your femininity is just as strong as being a masculine. They just want you to beat men at their own game, which you could never do. I don't understand. <laughs> you can't can't be angrier than a man, can't hit harder than a man. Some of y'all could, but that's an exception to the rule. And then they try to skew it like they don't exist on their part. Men are just the worst. And I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> you can't keep blaming them for all the problems. Sure, it's a power level. It's a, it's a. It's a power dichotomy. Yeah, but I don't even agree with the patriarchy as a thing. To me, that's not a thing. Both patriarchal and both matriarchal values are very fucking skewed. Like I said, yes, there's a power with greed and competition. There's a power, there's a power dynamic that's off with that. But there's also a power dynamic with making people feel way too, way too fucking good. Way too good about anything. Creating safe spaces for the LGBT 
LGBTQ community is way too much leaning towards femininity. Do what you feel is not okay. They both need to be balanced out. <laughs> What's the neutral archy? Because I've only heard patriarchy or makiarchy. Is it just like the archy? You need both of them in balance. It's not one or the other. It's because it's <laughs> just like, well, that's the thing. It's just like you would think there would be a neutral state for this if, if there is balance. If there's like if we're looking for balance. But yeah. if there is no word for the balance, at that point, it's just like, I do believe we're fundamentally misusing these words then. Exactly. It's not not what I'm thinking. It's not one above the other. It's both out of balance and out of whack. We both saying, I have these issues and I need them to be fixed. And we're not really listening to each other. It's like, I do believe that you, I, it's one of those things where I think representation to a degree is important because it's how you keep people from saying and doing stupid things and ads and shit like that it's like have you ever looked at something and you know there wasn't a black person in the room for this black ad yeah ad I'm not saying, black people yeah i'm not saying like i'm really i can be proud of like mastercard not saying like this is a good or bad thing but mastercard just really cracking down not just with only fans but other porn sites where they're just like no we can't we're not going to be contributing to some behavior. Like, I'm pretty, I wasn't going to say proud, but I'm like, oh, it's kind of right in a step direction for some of these larger companies to start taking responsibility. Just a tad bit. I do see it happening, so I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Even with YouTube, that's what it is. But at the same time, how do you know you being too overprotective? And that's a very feminine quality. Yeah, my, yeah, one of my friends was telling me about how he wanted to box and his mother wouldn't let him. Cause there was no dad around to say, you should just probably let him go do this. Cause if you're going to get in a box and he going to hurt himself regardless. But the mother was just like, no, you're going to get hurt. In my mind, I'm like, that's the point of boxing, but all right, cool. <laughs> or that's the point of playing football or sports. But women really do have a tendency of just over mothering. And if it's not putting check by a masculine thing to just say, Hey, I see how you feel about it, but just let them do their thing. Cause that's what men are there for. A woman would say, yeah, who said this? Jesse Peterson said it in his book. If you got a tree and a kid is trying to climb it, the mother is going to say, no, get down. You'll hurt yourself. But a father should be able to teach you to be like, if you want to climb this tree, this is how you do it. Now, if the child, the child fall, then the mother could be there and be like, oh, okay, I'll nurse you back. But usually masculine energy tells you to go after what you want and kind of put your feelings on the back burner just a little bit. Don't ignore them. That's where moms come in. <laughs> moms come to you and say, hey, you have a space space to come home if something don't work out for you. That's the balance. Feminism do ne never talk about balancing, at least now modern. I don't know how it started. I don't know the history of it, but it don't entice me to want to join their cause if they use the masculine principles to feed the patriarchy. That's weird. <laughs> What's your feminine strengths? I don't hear that. I'm not saying it's not out there. But what is your feminine strengths? What do a man value? Not what a man value in you. What do you value in yourself? Why don't you value your softness? Why don't you value your intuition? Why don't you value your emotions as an indicator of something else is something else is going on? They don't teach you that. No, not at all. <clears throat> oh. I guess I um I wanted to ask because I guess a lot of what's happening in society right now, just regardless of if it's in politics or if it's social 
justice aspects, it all kind of seems like it has its root in matriarchy right now mm-hmm. and femininity. And I guess I didn't think I could be the one to say that as a guy. Be like, hey, <laughs> what you think? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, I gotta ask a lady <laughs> what she thinks to, because right now it's just like, like you're right. Like, I we started a everybody's a winner. Yeah. So you everybody feels good. You get these participation awards, mm-hmm. which no, you shouldn't get a participation award. Everybody's like, but well, you were there, mm-hmm. but that's not what this is really about. Like you're devaluing like the level of like a spirit of competition and like striving right. for something and like learning how to deal with failure like that is a valuable lesson and it's like we want to erase anything that doesn't feel good mm-hmm. and you can't just be on it on how you feel about everything all the time yeah and like, that don't matter all the ways and that's something I had to learn too you know nothing is predicated upon how you feel all the fucking time this is not there's no balance here where is it as you keep trying to stifle that other part I mean like I said if you just take a second and say like well if I'm stifling it out there that means I must be stifling it in here or and what a lot of women is today is your masculine side is way too much overproduced inside of you so now you got to get back and value the different side and you got to get to know it a little bit better. But we're not, we're not seeing that over there. If they was really balanced and fair, I'd be like, eh, maybe I am a feminist, but they don't ever want to, it can't always be a man's fault. It just can't always be the patriarchy's fault. There's no, that's just how you feel. And that's not necessarily the truth. That would be fully behind a, a cause that was like, hey, let's get to a more of a middling area. Mm-hmm. But this, this has never seemed like that. That's why I was like, people are, are you a feminist? I believe women should have rights. Yeah. I can't say I agree with most of like this feminist cause. Like, I like when Dave Chappelle said it. He said it, what, 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. one of his earlier um, specials on Netflix where he was like, he's like, I'm just telling you ladies that I see this going where this isn't about being like the right thing anymore it's about it's about being right being right and doing what they did to you and he's like and because that's all that is you just overcorrection so, <laughs> you so upset but you don't even know what you're upset about somebody told you that patriarchy was a fucking problem you didn't know that shit when you was a kid did you you just knew you was angry about something and this is what you chose to be angry about that's something that you got to deal with on a personal level but me with a collective group of women trying to get men to pay attention to me i know my power i'm not about to step out and be in a man's face like when it rules i adopted now i don't argue with men i'm not arguing with y'all no fucking more i give it up there's no argument your actions to tell me i don't need no closure from you your actions told me exactly how you felt now for somebody i care about I'm still not arguing, but I learned how to argue better. But I'm not about to try to beat you at your own game. That's I'm going to use my powers to get you to see something at fucking least. But me trying to him and haw and walk down and no, nah, that's not that's not what I want. <laughs> that's not how I would use my time. I've been there. I've done that. Believe me. Like I said, I understand why they would be angry because I guess they feel like maybe a man as a group of whole not taking responsibility 
But then again, are we really? <laughs> so you can't, you kind of got to stop singling them out. It's not going pretty. Well, yeah, I feel like no one takes responsibility. What were we going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, well, I was just looking more so up things about feminism and what, like, what scholarly pursuits kind of consider it. And as of right now, I think we're, we're supposed to be moving into the fourth wave. And there's pretty much like four marquee things. Like first one, women should be able to do most of the things. I all the ways pretty much just say, yo, we should be able to do all the things that men should do. It's not the saying that you necessarily can do them all necessarily, but you should be able to, if you have the potential to do said things. Mm -hmm. Like first one, right to vote. That was the that was the primary primary big fight. Uh, there are some issues with said right to vote because they, well, there, there's no issue with the inherent right to vote. There was a, issues with the people who wanted to fight for this right to vote because they weren't at that point. That's where you kind of get that vibe of like the quote unquote white feminist, where it's just like. It's cool as long as I'm white and I'm feminine, I can do all these things. But y'all black women, y'all, y'all still can't vote. Type thing. Like second wave is pretty much women's placement. It's not women's placement and where they are aren't allowed to be, which sounds very similar to the right to vote thing. But I guess they kind of delineated it. It's like it's fighting against the overall conception that a women's purpose is to be in the in the kitchen quote unquote and you have to be like the housemaker and stuff like that if that's what you quintessentially what they were saying is that's what you want to do mm -hmm. that's what you can do but you don't have to only be that that is not your soul role and that's not your soul being third is more so about I guess full on equal treatment which sounds like the last two things, but it's like <laughs> is more about the sexual harassment, their overall like level of being and out, being out and about and so on and Can so man forth. get equal treatment in that? You know, it's, I'm sorry, I shouldn't interrupt it. Go ahead, go back to talking about feminism. And then for the fourth way is supposedly just being positive about just being who you are as a woman in an Aussie. Okay. Fat skinny. So that's where the health face came. The uh, the. That's yeah. That's like pro all body types, pro everything type. Because the slut walk. That's what it is. The slut walk. That's where that came from. Is that that area? Yeah. So be just being proud of who you are as a woman at nauseum and being okay with all the things. Now at nauseum and feminism is supposed to mean that you're. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be equivalent equalness for all. And that's what it's actually essentially supposed to mean so now what level of freedom but we, but you were talking about freedom so what freedom do you want men to be able to get oh and um and the third one we were talking about sexual freedom harass no no the fourth one is sexual freedom um the fourth, third one is like being able to go out and sexual assault and harassment and shit like that yeah not having a deal with it inside the workplace shit like that you said can it be equal across the board that's it oh uh, I mean it, it should be but it it the our power structure at nauseum kind of has to be allotted for that because the way like hell I mean we can even look at other dudes if you were to, in a group of dudes if you were to say you were sexually assaulted no, fuck that. A woman, woman smacks your eyes at work. That's sexual harassment. 
Yeah, but if you were to go to if you were to go to HR and you would look at them and say this woman's back my ass, majority lot majority time, you're not gonna like treat you treat it seriously. No, that's the issue. Uh, so that's what I mean. Uh, can they be adjudicated the same? Also, can um if they're gonna treat women um with equal equal no, no I don't care about what how they treat women. Can men be treated equally um when it comes to being intoxicated? That's it. Just those two things. That would that would be that would be equality. Because right now it's not what we have. Well, women don't have any problem with those two things, but it's not what we have. But I'm just saying, if if all of this is about equality, then um, I mean, I don't I would think hear- that they should be speaking up on the other end in spectrum too and defending their allies. Because they always talk about they need male allies, but do you come to the defense of your male allies or are they just your male pawns? Because Pawn is something that you use for a purpose. An ally seems like somebody that you're working with, you have some common ground, common identities, and things that you're working towards together. But I don't ever see them championing anything that has to do with men, but it's fine. I'm just... Uh, I mean, you can kind of say, yeah, you can say that, but it's kind of like, it's, it's a movement, but it's like, it's not really about us. That's more inside the sexual assault conversation, not necessarily inside of the <clears throat> treating women how they should be treated conversation. Just like when a white person comes up and say the police beat black, white, black, white people too, it's just like, well, nauseam is more of a problem for black people. We're talking about black people right now. That can be a conversation that we have at a later date. We say the same thing to both things. Um. Yeah, but the situation for whites and blacks isn't that if you're black and you're accosted by the cops, the law says the same thing for you. Now, how that law is adjudicated, that's up to the people. But the law is there to protect you. There's laws in place to protect if we're out, she's intoxicated, I'm intoxicated, we have sex. She didn't have the ability to give consent. Why am I still fully culpable of consent giving? Uh. That creates a very untenable situation. Is but ger- that's the law. So, but we're right. We can talk about it when. I mean, in general, for that situation, it it requires some degree of action by the man. So that's probably the reason. It requires some action by the man. Yeah. So that means you had to pull your pants down. You had to, you had to insert your penis inside of her. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. She pulled my pants down and put my dick in her mouth. How much action did I take there? Because that's a very normal scenario. That happens quite often. That's not a very normal scenario, Tony. I I think... Ash, you, will you tell him that that's normal? That's not a very normal scenario. What? Ash is <laughs> saying that it is. You get drunk, you pull... You just... Did, is, I've never seen random errant women just like, oh, well... 
If no, y'all no, cut, like, if y'all together. We're not talking about random errands. No, I'm talking You're about if y'all just, somebody, yeah, dealing with, with somebody shit, having a good old time and she just be like, time to suck some dick and pull down your pants. Yeah. I think that's what he's more supposed to be to. Not someone yeah. just pulls pants you in public and starts sucking your dick and you just stood I, there like, I'm, that's not inherently <laughs> I'm getting what I'm my dick sucked. <laughs> that's not inherently what I'm thinking, but like, that's, I don't know. That's, among all the friends that I'm dealing with, that's not really the thing that I'm hearing. I don't know how many like how many friends do you have that have that story? Quite a bit. I mean, that's a pretty common story of me and my chick was out getting drunk, or me and a girl was out getting drunk, and she was getting a little. She put her hands in my pants. She was she was doing a lot. I've had whole girls like whole asses be out and not really caring that asses out and shit like that middle of the club because they feeling good and they vibing with you so women are generally moving in this direction I'm just saying that if they are intoxicated not necessarily in the right minds why am I not afforded that same like space like I was drinking I've been I'm intoxicated intoxication lowers inhibitions on your brain that's just a brain function that it lowers it's mm-hmm. not it lowers inhibitions for women it lowers inhibitions period so if we're both impaired how am I now the only culpable adult in this situation that's yeah. weird that's the other part of feminism I don't get is that you keep bashing them you keep bashing men and then holding them to this impossible standard something don't work you <laughs> keep blaming them for shit and then want to hold them in such high well you supposed to do this well if you think so lowly of them why are you putting so much responsibility on them that doesn't make any sense that's like telling a 12 year old boy hey you have to take care of the laundry but you too stupid to have a house key or some weird shit or you should have the house key you should be taking care of these dishes you better care of everything else but I don't think you should be allowed out past whatever the fuck time. This don't make no sense. You want me to be this adult male. You want me to be a powerful male figure, cool. But then you don't think I'm really capable of this. So this doesn't, this isn't cool. I'm only an adult male figure inside of the confines that you allow me to be. Right, but anything else outside of that is not okay. Yeah. (laughs) And so I guess that's my issue with that is like, they said, oh, we want freedom when going out. Cool. I have no issue with that. I don't think that women should be arrayed because of what they wear. I don't even think that's an issue. Wear what you want, wherever you want to fucking wear it. I don't care about that. Except for at the Lakers game, keep your ass up. Because that's there's kids there and you just shouldn't have your ass out. But other than that, wear what you want when you want to wear it. But even then, but even... Treat us equally if you're going to... If the whole entire, this whole entire argument and premise has been... We want to be equal and have equality for men and women. And then it's like, nah, but build things inside of this that give us special protections and don't treat us equally. I think that's weird. So that's my only thing where I was like, I... Oh, it's only the alcohol thing. I've never been in a situation where I've been drunk and I've allowed myself to get in that situation but also I'm a naturally guarded person 
So I, I might mean, be the exception to this rule. To drunk a in what situation? Drunk in with the, your significant other? I've been drunk with my significant other. So then what situation? I've never really dated anyone who would do be like that. That's a. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean be sexual in public? Well, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant no one, you've never dated anyone that would like accuse you of something like that. And I'm like, that's a very loaded statement because you never uh, really know, like if you're dealing with someone, because should we know, I know a guy, Ash knows a guy that have had their whole like careers almost ruined for like lies. But then the women have come out and been like, yeah, no, that wasn't the truth. Well, that's the thing. And that's the tumultuous thing about a lot of these allegations. To the vacuum, you would like to be, you would like them all to be treated because we know at nauseum women they don't are true. Yeah, we don't know that they lie. We know they don't lie about these things in a vacuum. But you still kind of have to vet them and treat them as if they're not true because there is a percentage of the time where they're not. It is not a hundred percent that these are always true. Wow. I mean, we investigate murders. It's an issue because a lot of these things inside of he said, she said cases. And like I've had a friend who's lost a he said, she said case before. It's just like, and he said, she said cases inside the judiciary system. Majority of the time, you're going to go with the she said over the he said. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Like majority of the time when you get in that situation, you're going to plead out because you don't have too much of a choice because inside of that situation, you put that, per- you put that woman in front of a jury and she cries in front of that jury nine times out of 10. No matter what you do, you've lost that case. And that is more of an inadequacy of the judicial system that, than it is that. And it's also one of those things where it's just like the lawmakers that we elected also put these laws in place. So there's a certain degree of culpability there. Don't hire someone who is going to make a knee-jerk reaction and put laws in place that aren't necessarily well thought out I mean if you came to me before any of this was um, enacted into law and said we're starting a movement about feminism and we think that women should have equal rights and should be treated basically fairly and like you guys I'd be right on board with that so I would hope to get people put into office that would say that these are our agendas. And then now when that turned into something like this, they're there now. It's not much I can do. Well, this is the reason why a lot of times with elected a lot of times with elected officials, you they actually do put first drafts of this law and what these things entail actually on their campaign website is just a lot of times people don't go to those campaign websites and they take the they just take the outline i don't know what's going on in 91 yeah in 91 but also like people tend to overcorrect about things i'm not saying that if one person is not impaired and the other person impaired all on the brock turner situation where you got somebody knocked out inside behind a dumpster and you're like hold no girl down as he's clearly saying no uh that's not that's clearly no, that's, he, but he was drinking but that's different she, i i understand he that. was thinking and she was but sober that's the thing, that was it's just no she was drunk 
he was not completely and totally sober, but he was more of right mind than that one. Mm-hmm. Ideally, this is the situation that this law is actually imp- impacted for. Now, the situation that Tony is saying is we're both dr- just as drunk as both one another is, and she's the person who's wilding out. But not even that. Not even saying that she's the one that's wilding out. She, if let's say we have sex, she's not capable of giving consent period because she's intoxicated yes so then you can't have sex she can say yes all she wants to y'all can have sex and then she can recant because she wasn't capable of giving consent while intoxicated not the Brock Turner situation where the woman is clearly saying no and this nigga raped her behind a garbage can this This is the reason why I'm saying that is the ideal but, case, and the case that you're in but, is like no, they're different. It's created cases. a great no. It's no, out of it's out of the law as it is. They're the same case, but as the law in the law of what you're saying, the law should be those should be different cases. Yeah, those are wildly different. Like this nigga is raping someone who is like, hey, no, no, hey, help me, and you're like, no, get behind this trash can. I'm gonna take this. Mm-hmm. I'm like me and my girl were having sex. We were both into it, had a great time, and then y'all said that she wasn't capable of saying yes, and that this is rape. That's uh, a weird situation. Yes, it's an odd situation, and there's a lot of those inside of a. There are a lot of those inside of law. Period, and this is the reason why it's also important to elect judges. Because judges look at these situations and they're like, hmm, well, this is a this is a gray area and you write law and they actually when something like this happens, they actually they depending upon how well the lawyers argue it. And if they say, oh, inside of this situation, they're just as culpable as one another, then bam. You have you have put forth a ruling, and this is the and that sets the precedent for the law. And there you go. And based on from this point forward, every single lawyer inside inside of this given state probably can refer to that case based on that. And you can argue that this based on the precedent of that case, you can actually defend someone in that situation. Well, yeah. So like it comes back to elections and that's kind of the reason why the judiciary process is important because the interpretation of laws is is as important as it's wording. You know, it comes to elections, but it also comes to like, for me, it comes to feminism is, um, what is the actual goal? I mean, that's the thing. It's one of those things where it's just like, and even then it sounds like y'all going after a concept. It's not a specific, how can you go after a concept for real. What do you mean? Equal treatment? No, patriarchy. Oh. Yeah. See, at nauseum, see, that's the funny thing. It's like thing. the war on terror. Yeah, or what, you well, know. Well, no, that is the overall funny thing. Inside of most form, forms of feminism, there is no reference of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. That is probably more, I guess you would call like the feminist extremist type sex. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. That's going to blow across the fan, Tony. That, that's going to blow across the mic. That's going to, that's going to blow across the mic, oh, Tony. <laughs> he spoke into the mic when you told us. Feminism is terrible. Wow, that's that's what I came up with at the end of our conversation. Oh, uh, we start. We kept having the conversation off mic, even though it it was a thing. 
Oh, uh, no movement is perfect. Yeah. But um, of, I can say that exact same thing about ours because it's at nauseum like Black Lives Matter people don't show up to like LGBTQ equi- equivalent and fighting for their rights. At nauseum, and that's kind of the ubiquitous problem with with everyone. It's just like we no can't push all agendas simultaneously. Yeah, no one shows for anyone. But Ash has some wonderful questions for the group today. What, you what got are the questions, Ash? What you got for us? What we doing? Where we going? What you doing? Where you going? See, With my best. The question. I wrote this down. I'm so smart. The question is, and I got this from movie, and I'll explain it in a second. Do we have to create myths for ourselves to give our lives purpose? I could not get this out earlier. I don't know why. But that's the question that I'm going to ask. I watched this movie called The Three Burials or some, some, some Tommy Lee Jones in there. And the boss coffee man. And my B man, Agent K. I know he does boss coffee commercials in Japan for some bizarre reason. Oh, well. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean by create stories for ourselves? So in the movie, I guess you got to use the movie as an example. Believing in something like, like the feminist thing. I am a feminist. These are the qualities I want, or in the movie, in the case, where the God thinks like he wants to go towards the border to protect it from immigrants. Cause he want to save the country. He want to have his wife and he didn't have kids in there, but he eventually wanted kids. And then he found himself miserable because yes, not only is he angry about that. So that gave him purpose. There was another one, Tommy Lee in there where he had this picture of his family and the cop that I was just talking about killed one of the immigrants. And Tommy Lee Jones found out about it and he was like, you owe this man a proper burial and we gonna find his family. So they go across the border into Mexico, some weird ass place, couldn't find out. That man never really existed. We don't even know that where Tommy Lee got that picture from. No, I, I would say yes. Yeah. What, you think people have to create a myth for themselves to actually have a Not necessarily a myth well. because I think that took it to like the logical extreme. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that people who they have to sell themselves on something in order to get it, keep it going. Um, yeah, like outside of the people who are generally like self aware and not even self motivated, but self aware and are actually in tune with what they want to be doing and what are the things that really matter to them. Most people latch on to what the trends are and what the what the more topical, um, hot topics of the thing are, so they can feel like. Well, I'm these things, and so it colors their canvas as of a person. Whereas normally they would be very bland because they don't naturally have these things, but they're like, oh, well, I like that, so I'm gonna adopt that. But they don't necessarily have any real, like, genuine, like, understanding or connection to it. Man. That's how I would see people. Oh, no, you just wrote something you don't know already for the most part, because it's always like, people are so goddamn bland at nauseum and it's sad but in any of it i don't have to create a myth for myself to motivate myself uh i don't think i think if people if you take this to the logical extreme you you attribute it to religion and 
But ain't that just a story being told? Whether uh, we can argue it, if it's real or not, it's yes. still just somebody a life purpose. That's kind of the reason why I said to the logical stream. Okay. You kind of have to. They are willing to. Uh, you have to basically for for instance Christianity. We don't know 100% real, not real, whatever. It, there's not too much skin in the game to figure out like whether it is or it isn't. But a lot of this also a, li- a lot of people's reason for being a good person is to make it into heaven. But you pretty much have to trick a lot of people have to trick themselves in order to be good people in order to make it and in, in order to get like with the with this actual end goal or reward mm-hmm. in order to be a good person. I don't like that. And honestly, if I was a deity, deity and they showed up and you since you're all knowing omnipotent and omnipresent you know whether or not this person would have it's just like yo you would have been trash if you didn't think you would have gotten something out of it you're not mm-hmm. getting in here you're not going to hell but you get to go to purgatory which is like gray congratulations you live in the color gray and that's just be the motivator for people okay so do you believe that what you tell yourself like how is saying like I don't you will say like you're an altruistic person, right? Ad nauseum. I have certain dark spots in there, but But you it, can say that's a part of your personality. Tell yes. me what you think your personality is. I don't fucking know, Ash. That's no. a real tough call. To no, make. just say I'm like, I got good worth ethic, um, I'm pretty silly. Those could be stories, like those could be stories you could tell yourself. I don't know if it's necessarily give you a life purpose, but I'm a weirdo, I just am. Yeah. I that don't. to me is a story you tell yourself constantly every day no matter how long the sentence or the paragraph is i believe that you know those tiny sentences make up the bigger story I and don't. it may not seem like it at the time but if we if i keep saying like i am this i am this woman and i am this kind of mother and my parents did this and i did this like isn't that just a story i tell myself every day and i know i got the power to change it but I critically analyze what is, mm-hmm. and then I do. I can't really, and I try not to be hypercritical about stuff as much as I used to, mm-hmm. and, I, and not hold myself to this wildly high standard that no one else is going to hold me to. Because I, I have to find the, I have to find the middle ground, but between attempting to be perfect, my striving for being damn near perfect and getting in my way of trying different things. Yeah, because like you're not going to be proficient at things when you start stuff out like and that's always my biggest hurdle it's just like I'm good at picking things up pretty pretty quickly I can generally read stuff but things that require that you can't like yeah, like you can't not build up calluses of muscle memories in order to play guitar mm-hmm. it was like this is the way the instruments work so there's no cheat for that there's no downloading it into your brain and just simulating there's no you like you can watch a youtube thing for it but it's not going to make you good at playing chords not the way it works do you yourself personally believe like that life has a purpose or that you specifically have a life purpose that's two separate questions i -hmm. derive my own purpose from instance to instance my purpose is what i want to do i don't i don't think life has a given purpose in nausea because i don't know my level of spirituality in comparison to most other people's is just not there. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I'm kind of agnostic. I would like to think there is something that's out there, but I also don't like, 
I don't know. Like if I were if I were God, I couldn't take this level of hands off approach. But that's also because apparently I'm very macro micro controlling. So it's just like these motherfuckers out here fucking up my sandbox. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, I don't know, imagine you got like a sandbox and then a stray cat is just like, I'm gonna use the sandbox as a litter box. And that's the way I view us. It's just like, absolutely not, you little fuck. You'd be the busiest God ever. Just always constantly just tinkering away. Apparently I'm supposed (laughs) to be omnipotent and omnipresent and omnipowerful. It's just like, uh, I could like just flex a pinky and say, it's all fixed. (laughs) I fixed the ozone, you fucks. There's no fucking, there's no nothing here. Also, I took away fossil fuels. Fuck you guys for real. Like, but our entire civilization was based off that. You guys can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. You guys don't know how to live in moderation. And y'all, if too many people with diabetes come up, I'm going to take the sugar. I'm going to take every single carbohydrate off the entire earth. <laughs> I can't be trusted because y'all are like pets. I just, I had been thinking about that. All right, just today when I was, I was watching Total Recall. One of my greatest movies ever. Which version of Total Recall? Arnie. Arnie. The only one I know ex- that mm. I want to exist. Ah! <laughs> oh. got or, when they, or when they pulled the thing out of the nose. Remember with Benny, I got five kids to feed. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the biggest thing. I think Total Recall was the person with three boob lady. Yep. Three boob lady. That's what you're going to remember that movie for. But anyway. Oh, I mean, I, I remember a lot of things from Total Recall. The thing being pulled out of his nose, that being one of the more Would you painful. date three blue lady? What? Would no, you date? It's a random alien. What's We're wrong talking with about, that? I'm not trying to date extraterrestrials right now. <laughs> right now. So maybe in the future? <laughs> right now, I'm just not in the place in my life. Yeah, like it was a, up that alien. about their mating cycle. I mean, what if they're like a tarantula and they bite your fucking head off afterwards, like, Tony? I have to learn about your mating cycles. What a great way to go, yeah, I guess. It's I don't just know. like, look at you. you just getting spun up. It's just like, yeah, I'm down for it. And Tony, you will be very disappointed. It's just like, all right, now we have to complete it. What do you mean we have to complete it? Why are you putting me in a web? I, I have to feed, I have to bite your head off and feed your body to your children. This is not what I signed up for, madam. When you get to shooting, it's just like, oh, <laughs> don't you understand? Bitch. My vaginal secretions, vaginal secretions, is now paralyzed. You. Oh my god. No. It's just like, oh, but this is the reason why you just don't date random extraterrestrials, Tony. But why see, it gotta be so dark. Like, why can't it be because a good time? Why I'm an altruist. I am altruistic, and mm. I am trying to be a very good person. But I'm also a pessimist. Mm. I believe in the greater that the people, all people, can be good. So if you did create a story for yourself, it would be terrible. I it'd I, be a terrible adventure if you're trying to like save a dying planet and the world is just doomed and. You're like one of the people that gotta go. You're like the fucking dude in our movie that gotta go across the border to save this dude that never existed. That shit was wild. <laughs> he was like, yeah, no, like the more they kept it going in there, the more you start questioning, like, who the fuck is this family? The picture that he had was kind of fucked up. <laughs> it was only like, a- I mean, I can understand what he was trying to do because in the act of doing that, you're, you're going to have to interact with these group of people that you actually have this defined hate for. Mm-hmm. Well, there's arbitrary hate for because borders are imaginary but it's one of those things where it's just uh yeah 
so you're interacting with this entire group of people that you have for the most part demonized because and you're out here you're looking for this family you're hitting the ground and you're gonna start seeing these people as people as opposed to uh like nameless faceless things that are encroaching and taking your jobs that you don't want really like we're all like avocado farmers are shorthanded where are these people um like we you brought up illegal immigrants and <laughs> avocado farmers are shorthanded because there are less illegal immigrants right now and then people said they were going to flock to these jobs picking avocados and nobody wants them because of the story they was told about pride think about the american story you've been told you're not an avocado picker get out of here you a soundcloud rapper waiting to happen tomorrow baby <laughs> like what dreams are we being sold i guess i'll ask tony this question is i've asked charles I don't know if you've ever asked that before. Do you believe life has a purpose or that you have a life purpose? Are you asking me? Yes. <laughs> Do I believe life has a purpose? Yeah. Um, like some grandiose thing? To like everybody? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what you got, what your life's got going on. That'd be wild to like bring our energy over here into my life until say that that has some type of effect on like where my energy is going. So no, I don't think that. Um, I think that. I guess that's more for me like a spirituality question where I think that like you're here in life to like reach certain lessons and like learn certain things, but outside of that. I don't think that it's like a purpose where it's like, oh, you're supposed to meet this person and that's your soulmate and all these like predestined things. So I don't really think it's like that. I hope. But I think that. that you kind of come back to this like this realm where you don't really get to like move on to another like higher plane of existence until you kind of like not even learn specific lessons, but like recognize who you are in self. And I don't think that has to be like you actualizing that in some altruistic way. I just think that means like you need to like realize who you are mm-hmm. and live in that. And that will probably lead to you like moving to the next area, um, next plane of existence. Okay. So his uh, answer was somewhat like mine. I said I would derive my own existence. I don't, I don't really necessarily think it's some really big grandiose thing. I just say what I want to do is my life purpose at the end of the day. Now, whether or not I always know that from point A to point B, I I tend to, some people don't. It's not always that easy to see the forest from the trees. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you get fixated on that tree and you think that's the entire thing, but it's like, there's, but you think you're an oak, but you're really an elm. So, meh. Hmm. Three times. Do I believe like our aspirations are really our own? Like everything that we do in here, is it really? Did somebody give this to me? You know what I mean? Like, did somebody well, give me? What do you me believe about what? On the first one. Which one? Uh, oh, we got yeah. I tell you, you got to tell the story of yourself every day. Think about it. Your parents gave you a story that you believed about yourself for a real long time until you started to grow up and be like around 14 and be like, wait a minute, I'm not what this is. And I need to go figure out what that is. 
So your story is always constantly changing the more you get to know yourself. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I don't... And now I'm just thinking, like, if that's the case, then what is really my own aspiration versus something that somebody else gave me? Oh, I mean, that's... You kind of figured that out in high school where you rebelled against being a straight-A student because you were told, told that's what you were supposed to do, and then you figured out you derived no actual completeness from doing this. But even bigger than that, like, sometimes, like I said, I question now, like... My... Someone asked, like, why do we have to... Or electricity. Why... It, what did he say? My argument was anyway that you have a choice. Electricity is a service. You could go off grid, you could get a generator, you could do all these things. And I guess in the moment he didn't believe we really had a choice. He was working to get a really nice house and I don't know what y'all financial goals is, but get a really nice house and you know, maybe have a maid and things like that. But then somebody give that to him. If you never knew that shit existed, would you want it? Mm. I mean, I mean, if we take it to that literal sense, and yeah, then everything mm-hmm. was given to you, like the sense of you wearing clothes was given to you, the sense of you putting your hair in that style was given to you, makeup was given to you, shoes were given to you. Right. So, I mean, if you take it to that, then yes, everything was given if to you. If you take everything to the micro idea, micro idea, but at some point, someone did not have these ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, at the very beginning, the, whoever created them, I mean, like, that's the type of shit I think about every once in a while. Like, everybody eats peanut butter and jelly, right? Yeah. Who was the first nigga to decide that peanut butter and jelly on, on some bread was, was... about to slap. Yeah, like, <laughs> what was the sandwich? Like, that nigga, like, whoever created that, we who live in... Who to make peanut... Well, we don't. That. We're living in their reality. So like I'm that's right. something that they decided was a thing and then we've all just kind of followed adapted suit. and was like yes I agree to this and so I guess if you say it like that then sure there's a lot of things but even living off the grid is something that you were given mm-hmm. like there's so that's what I'm thinking like to what end are you really your own for real person is it, is it even possible because, yeah because you make a bunch of micro choices throughout your life that build up to who that build up to like the totality of your life mm-hmm. it's not I'd never think of anything as some large grandiose thing it is the smaller decisions that you make from point A to point B and I'm not talking about the micro decisions of like am I going to walk this down this aisle first in the grocery store and then walk down here no. it's more so like am I going to get up and am I, am I going to read this book and learn about this thing or am I going to stay in bed and just kind of chill and watch it like decisions like that. Those are the micro decisions that I'm talking about. The walk. But what drives those decisions for you at the end of You'll the day? You want to. Mm-hmm. There's what nothing else bigger like being a software engineer. I know you derive some pleasure into that. Just because I wanted just to. Just on GP, but you also can't fail to acknowledge that being a software engineer is going to give you a pretty comfortable life if you keep going down the path that you wanted to go in. Yes, I understand. There was, But if a, it didn't give that to you, would you still what I have went for that? Uh, there was a certain degree of cost-benefit analysis inside of my choice, mm-hmm. but that's just within my own nature. Mm-hmm. So, would I have went down it? I don't know. And those are quintessentially a bunch of circumstances that I can't really 
existed and i can't i don't that's kind of the reason why i don't like to harp on hypotheticals because it's like if this wasn't this way would i have done it i cannot i can't actually say until i was forced to actually hit that fork in a road i'd say um <clears throat> like i chose business as like mm-hmm. my main focus but that's because that's how i see how the world works everything kind of relates back to business in some way shape or form um but if the world operated in a different capacity i'd probably just choose that because my ultimate goal was to learn how the world is operated in its current state and that was what interesting to me so not something that something was given to me sure all the stuff was here but i guess there was a degree of critical analysis of what you wanted things to be or how you want to interact with things and then you no not really just more so i just see everything is business and so if everything at the end of the day goes back to business like all y'all could do everything that y'all do and if y'all don't communicate with other people and sell it and create a structure for it to actually exist then it's superfluous and it don't matter everything goes back to business I mean, it depends upon who you are, but it's like you no. can be a farmer, make get your food, spin your clothes, like yeah. So very, you can stay insular. Yes, you can be very, but you very. You can't insular. create something like you couldn't create something unless you're just other people. Unless you're just gonna give it away, like let's say you make a program, and then you have no desire to like gain anything from it or anything like that, and you're just going to just give it away and then just make something brand new. But then you would also have to worry about like feeding yourself and eating and things like that. But if you want to be able to do the thing that you actually care about, which is the programming, then it comes back to interact. I'm going to have to interact with these mechanisms. Yeah. And so that's just how this world works. Even farmers, they sell all their crops because they make too much to actually keep. So set of ways they sell it to people. So everybody mechanism is business. And so if let's say our currency was closer to back when it was like bartering then i would learn like the trade routes and which were the best places for me to go to get certain things and how to move like i would just choose to operate in life on the spectrum that everything runs into i like other things other things are fine but i guess they don't really like fulfill you they do like writing um, like I said, it was everything given to you, and I my first thing was I don't think that my writing was given to me. I know where it came from. As a child, since um, like I have dyslexia, and like reading when I was younger was like slower for me. I got a lot of audiobooks. Since I had a lot of audiobooks, I listened to a lot of stuff. Like I consumed a lot of just fantasy and things like that. So now that's kind of like the realm that I exist in, where I want to tell stories. Like, no one that I saw growing up was really, like, existed in that side of that realm. And I never really, liked looked at anyone who um, operated that way. So I don't think it was really given to me mm-hmm. in, in that sense. But I do think that um, the space for me to do that was created by somebody else. You were enabled. Yeah, like, I... And not even by my mother. Like, the people that created this our society to the point where it's on the backs of little green pieces of paper and you have a lot more time to be leisurely and then pursue more 
activities that are geared towards the entertainment. I'm afforded the space to be like, hey, I want to go make money doing this. Mm-hmm. And then that would be a viable thing. So while certain things were given to me, I think I would be less satisfied if I couldn't do what I was interested in doing if this space wasn't created for me. Because I think that, I don't know, even if the person that created like electricity or like y- utilizing electricity, I think they got the idea from something else like it wasn't like hey i want to keep these lights on and mimic fire Mm -hmm. so how can i mimic fire so that was that given to them or i guess like so how far do we take it so i guess that's why i don't think that whether it was given to us or not is super important it's kind of like how we internalize it and what we do with it i guess for me well, that's all for me, folks. No more questions? No. Hakanaka Pisa. Look mm. at Charles's his incisors. Oh, it's just been a long, interesting week for me, so. <laughs> he ain't have no sex. That's crazy. How you go to a bachelor party and no one got their dick sucked? You see how I come off flames of with, 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 with flames? Grab the feminist. Oh. Goddamn. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. Charles, that's not necessarily getting. The woman could have gotten her vagina eaten. That's could have been very equal treatment. Yeah. All right. Well, bye bye, guys. Look at Charles. He went the shits today. Bye-bye.